0: I'm Evan Appen, and welcome to Gun Lawyer. Well, these sure are exciting times that we're living in, and as I'm sure you've been following, we've had tremendous uh, successes in the litigations that have been ongoing against Murphy's uh, onslaught against our Second Amendment rights in New Jersey. The governor is spearheading the uh, anti-civil rights bills that, Uh, are focused on destroying constitutional rights, particularly the Second Amendment. And uh, just recently, uh, I'm happy to say that his uh, industry killer bill, which was designed to allow abuse through the civil system by way of the attorney general being able to sue gun companies all over America and anyone associated with fire manufacturing, et cetera, and go at them under this guise of the consumer safety, etcetera. cetera. Uh, this whole gambit has been granted a preliminary injunction against that law taking place. So that's uh, one of their uh, main missions there to try to become a national destroyer of firearm rights for the country, not just for New Jerseyans, but to help eliminate the right for all Americans throughout the country, has now been the recipient of a preliminary injunction, and that was, uh, so congratulations are due to those folks in gaining that preliminary injunction. At the same time, in New Jersey, the carry killer bill, which was a uh, and still is a bill designed to uh limit and destroy our ability to no longer be um, victims but instead to become defenders against violent criminals Uh, and of course as soon as uh, the court in the bruin decision came out with their uh ruling with the great justice thomas opinion, empowering, and putting teeth into the Second Amendment and our ability to carry a firearm outside the home, the most effective means of self-defense, and be able to defend ourselves. New Jersey uh, jumped on this and jammed through the legislature a bill to try to limit in every way possible the carrying of a firearm in New Jersey because now that permits had to be issued they wanted to make the permits themselves a nullity and what they did was pass this what we call carry killer law and the carry killer law was immediately uh, as soon as it became effective there was litigation brought uh, essentially two major lawsuits Uh, one by what we call the Coalition and uh, four pro-gun groups uh, together bringing an action that was uh, somewhat limited but very effective, focused on the sensitive places restrictions. And the state association, the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs, proud sponsor of Gun Lawyer, They brought a uh, more comprehensive litigation, but it was heard after the uh, coalition litigation had been granted the TRO, and the association litigation got consolidated into the same action in court as the coalition's litigation, and that actually worked out tremendously because the, remember, these groups are not in competition with one another. And here it actually worked beautifully because the first action that was somewhat more limited than uh, the association's action got an injunction, but that got the uh, camel's nose in the tent, so to speak. And then the association litigation, more comprehensive, uh, additional injunctive relief by way of a temporary restraining order Uh, was expanded so now I want to review with you the listener because I know you want to know where you can and cannot carry under the new litigation that was put forward by the New Jersey by the Association New Jersey rifle and pistol clubs and so what we have in the following places where there were carry restrictions, but those restrictions have now been blocked by the court as to being unconstitutional. And these places specifically include, very important, the vehicle prohibition. The carry killer civil rights, anti-civil rights bill by Murphy had a provision that said, when you get in a vehicle, Your gun had to be unloaded and locked in a box. So we called that provision the Carjacker Protection Law because that's what it did. It protected criminals and carjackers and those bent on violently attacking you in your car. It protected them while forcing you to be a victim and to be disarmed. That has been enjoined and restricted, blocked by the court So it is not in effect and you can carry with a carry permit, a loaded handgun in your vehicle. There's a private property restriction in which it mandated that they had property owners had to affirmatively state affirmatively state that you could carry your gun on private property where you were. Otherwise, the default setting if you were were if you will the default setting was that you could not carry and that has been blocked by the court so that that private property rule is not enforceable additionally there was a prohibition on having a firearm in a in a bar or in a restaurant where alcohol served that has been blocked by the court you can have your gun at a bar or restaurant where alcohol is served. Now, that doesn't mean that you can drink alcohol or that you can have alcohol consumption, but if you're in a place where alcohol is being served, you can still have your firearm under your permit. Entertainment facilities. That was attempted to be banned where you could not have your gun in a movie theater. You could not have your gun at entertainment venues. That has been blocked by the court. You are allowed to have your firearm, your personal protection at entertainment facilities. There was a block on parks and beaches and other recreational facilities. That has been blocked. You can have your firearm at parks, at beaches, at other recreational facilities. The only one of these sensitive places in that section to not be blocked is playgrounds okay children's playgrounds you are still um, prohibited from having your firearm even with a carry permit additionally there is the uh, restriction that was on state park service properties that has been enjoined from state parks blocked by the court Casinos, believe it or not, casinos and casino or casino simulcast facilities. That has been blocked. That has been restricted. So you can carry in the casino, casino facilities. Also publicly owned library or museum. That was attempted to be a sensitive place and that has been blocked. Now these are all the places that the court has stepped in and said, no, 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 no. You can't enforce that, that's not enforceable, and blocking the enforcement so that law-abiding citizens can protect themselves. Now, there still are a bunch of places that you are still prohibited. Now, this is just the initial stages of this litigation, keep in mind. As it proceeds, the next step is whether there'll be a preliminary injunction, and then after that, a final injunction, and these things can change. We may, in fact, see more places blocked from being enforcement of so-called sensitive place barring us from having guns, or we may see, it's possible, that some of the places currently being blocked from enforcement may suddenly be unblocked and found to be constitutional. I doubt it, because the standard is so high to get that temporary restraining order with that likelihood of success, but it could happen. So this is an evolving situation, but currently the places that I've discussed, uh, you're lawful to still carry there. Additionally, the court made it clear about educational facilities um, where there's prohibition that these things are narrowly construed and the state even conceded in the hearings, narrowly narrow construction, uh, my colleague, Dan Schmuggler, Dan Schmutter's an excellent attorney, and he litigated this, did a great job there for ANJRPC, uh, and he ended up getting some really great concessions out of the state, as well as the victory uh, from the court. But the following places are still prohibited, and I want you to be aware of that. Places of government administration, you know, administration buildings, Essentially, uh, police stations still prohibited. That's a good example. Courthouses, correctional facilities. All right. I mean, don't bring your gun to state prison. Okay. I mean, seriously, I had to tell you that, but okay. It's in the law. State contracted halfway house. Don't go armed to the halfway houses. Playgrounds still prohibited. No, no guns at playground. Polling places. You know, the election, et cetera. Don't have your guns at polling places. Public gatherings is still on the list. Now, that can seemingly be somewhat vague. I'm sure there's going to be challenges. These things have to be narrowly construed. But beware of public permitted gatherings where there may be restriction there. Be cautious about that. Child care facilities prohibited. Nursery school. Preschool, zoo, and summer camps. That is still prohibited area, but these are narrow, cons- narrowly construed, of course, but still they're prohibited. I think it's interesting how they group nursery schools, preschools, summer camps, and zoos. with The kids running around, I guess it is like a zoo, huh? But zoos is still right in there. College, school, university, other educational institutions. Youth sporting events, these are still prohibited places. Homeless shelters, licensed community residents for disabled and terminally ill. Cannabis retailers or dispensaries. So, if you're going to go buy weed, do not carry your gun into the dispensary. Not only is it prohibited under New Jersey law, but if you're using weed, it's prohibited for you to have a gun at all. So uh, that's federal law. Now, it's actually illegal as well for the state to be selling marijuana because it's still prohibited under federal law. But that they don't worry about. They just don't want you carrying a gun in their drug-dealing facilities, you see. So please don't do that. Additionally, there's a prohibition on the energy plants, whatever this means, where energy is produced. It's kind of vague. It's kind of broad. I mean, what, if you have solar panels, you can't have your... Uh, It's got to be narrowly construed, but watch out for energy plants. Airport or transportation hubs. These are also problems and prohibited in sensitive places. Addiction or mental health treatment facility. And then movies, public filmmaking. That we call the Alex Baldwin prohibition. You cannot have your gun if you're making movies so those are still in place now whether they will remain in place remains to be seen so beware and be careful but there has been expansion and the ability to carry has been uh broadened here by judge bum who has done a great job in federal court really laying out the case beautifully and showing why the temporary restraining order should issue and, in fact, did issue. But the fight, is not over. We're going to be heading into that preliminary injunction phase. And from there to what will be final injunction. And I'm sure there'll be continued litigation. This is why it's so important that you belong to the Association New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs and they their funding and fighting our rights, not just in the court, but also legislatively with our lobbyists full-time paid down in Trenton, and that keeps you as a member up to date with the email alerts that come out that really tell you what's going on up to the minute, so you can get the hottest, freshest, most important gun news. So make sure you belong to the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs, When we get back, I'm going to tell you about the impact of the Biden pistol brace ban. It is uh, also in a state of evolution, but there's important things you need to know now that it's been promulgated.
1: For over 30 years, attorney Evan Knappen has seen what rotten laws do to good people. That's why he's dedicated his life to fighting for the rights of America's gun owners. A fearsome courtroom litigator, fighting for rights, justice, and freedom. An unrelenting gun rights spokesman, tearing away at anti-gun propaganda to expose the truth. Author of six best-selling books on gun rights, including Napping on Gun Law, a bright orange gun law Bible that sits atop the desk of virtually every lawyer, police chief, firearms dealer, and savvy gun owner. That's what made Evan Knappen America's gun lawyer. Gun laws are designed to make you a criminal. Don't become the innocent victim of a vicious anti-gun legal system. This is the guy you want on your side. Keep his name and number in your wallet and hope you never have to use it. But if you live, work, or travel with a firearm, the deck is already stacked against you. You can find him on the web at evannappen.com or follow the link on the gun lawyer resource page. Evan Nappen, America's gun lawyer. You're listening to Gun Lawyer with attorney Evan Nappen. Available wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I am a.
0: Hey, welcome back to Gun Lawyer. I'm Evan nappin, and I appreciate you all listening to this show, I Me mean, being able to get the word out to help you to protect yourself, to see what's going on, to get the real truth on these gun issues that the uh, media itself does such a poor job of ever communicating. Now, recently, um, we're seeing movement, finally, on the Biden pistol brace band. It's really a shame because the pistol brace originally designed to help wounded veterans and other disabled folks be able to shoot more accurately. It is a uh, device that goes on a pistol that helps steady the pistol by creating a brace effect to one's arm increasing the size of the handgun because it has this brace coming off the back. And by attaching to one's arm, it makes a gun more accurate. So what you have is Joe Biden and company banning accuracy with handguns because that's that's all a pistol brace does is help the individual to shoot more accurately. So they have actively, created a law that they pull out of their ass, frankly, because it's not passed by Congress. It's done by ATF making an interpretation that's counter to the interpretation that they've had for almost 10 years, saying that a brace is okay, that a brace is lawful, and suddenly putting 3 to 30 million Americans in jeopardy of now possessing a short barrel rifle because their pistol with a brace is now recategorized. When you get right down to it, though, what does the brace do on the pistol? It makes it more accurate. And somehow they are saying, in so many words, that a more accurate firearm is a danger. And that we want less accurate firearms we want handguns that cannot be shot as accurately we want wild rounds missing the target and going far and broad and hitting innocent persons and we don't want you to be able to control your gun and control your shot even though they claim to be for quote gun control but they're not for this kind of gun control we're talking about gun control you actually can control your gun no when it comes to actually controlling your gun They want to stop that and they criminalize it and they therefore make a braced gun, a declared SBR short barrel rifle, which puts it in the prohibition category under federal law that is equivalent to possessing a machine gun so that if you have a braced pistol, it's the same as having an unregistered machine gun. And they've put out, they, the feds, have put out a rule in which the options are not many for New Jerseyans particularly. Now, generally in America, if you can possess an SBR in whatever state you're in, the feds will let you register your pistol-braced gun. And with it registered, meaning a federal registration under NFA, normally that's $200. They're somehow waiving the $200, which is frankly legally not possible because only Congress would have that authority to do that. The agency doesn't have the ability to say no tax, but somehow they're trying to get away with that by calling it, I don't know, some other thing other than actual tax waiver. But the bottom line is there normally should be a $200 fee. They're... Getting rid of that, whether that's lawful or not, remains to be seen. You get to file the National Fireman Act registration. And once you do that, then it registers your braced pistol as an SBR. The problem is in New Jersey and other states, like Connecticut as well, there's no lawful way to possess an SBR. And by not being able to possess that SBR under state law, You now simply have contraband in your state. And ATF is not allowing for registration of pistol-braced firearms in jurisdictions where possession of an SBR would not be lawful. So even if you are in New Jersey and you want to register your pistol-braced firearm as an SBR, and you're willing to file the form to do it, and to go through the hoops and loops to do the proper federal registration, ATF will not allow you to register. You will not be permitted to do so, because the state jurisdiction that you're in, in this case, New Jersey, or for example, if you're in Connecticut, does not allow your possession of the item as NFA. So you're barred from making yourself legal. You cannot make yourself legal by doing that registration. And this period of time that's available to make yourself legal is 120 days. That's it. After that 120 days, if you haven't registered it as an SBR then you're unlawfully in possession of that SBR. So the only other options are you can destroy and get rid of your firearm. I'm sure you're all gonna run a run out and do that. Or it appears that you can remove the brace. And that is a currently right now the best advice is to remove the brace from the handgun. With a brace removed from the handgun, it is no longer an SBR. And there's case law that talks about how this has to be interpreted. That's the Supreme Court case of Thompson center. And in that case, the court essentially decided that even if you have the parts that could make, for example, an SBR, a short barrel rifle, if you have not assembled it, into that and you have other parts there that you could make it into a lawful firearm that under what's known as the rule of lenity you're legal for your possession so for example let's say you have an ar pistol that has an ar brace on it and you're in new jersey You cannot register it as an SBR federally because Jersey doesn't allow you to possess your SBRs. So if you remove the stock that is satisfactory to the feds apparently, but you must have another gun that would be legal for you to have that brace on. So something like an AR rifle, with a 16-inch or greater barrel, that that brace could go on. Then you have essentially met under Thompson Center the criteria to have the brace removed from the other one, not on it, and you have another gun that could actually use it. You don't have to actually put it on it, though, and therefore with it removed, simply having the two components, the pistol and the brace, does not give you an SBR. You don't have a problem at that point with the individual possession since you happen to have as well that AR rifle that would fit the brace part. I know it's convoluted and bizarre, but this is where essentially New Jerseyans are left. The options for registration cannot be utilized by a New Jersey and therefore it's going to end up being the removal now further complicating this are the guns that are considered others guns that are considered like the Troy a4s etc when you had an other and there was reliance on pistol brace then you see that no longer is the brace considered just that a brace and the configuration of that firearm changes and what you may very well end up with there is an assault firearm under New Jersey law because now it's gonna be deemed as a rifle that uses a detachable magazine and then if it has more than two offending features you've got a problem this is all very gun specific and we're gonna to have to see how this <coughs> continues to roll out but Jerseyans have special problems here and other jurisdictions as well that do not recognize the SBR possession. Now, even though all this is going on, there's also major litigation, litigation in multiple circuits going at this very law. And the arguments that are being put forward are, of course, bringing in the second amendment. And one of the very interesting arguments that I'll just share with you as to how pistol brace is arguably protected by the Second Amendment is because of what the Second Amendment protects. The Second Amendment protects the arms that are, quote, in common use. Now, the NFA that has prohibited short barrel rifles Well, ATF is now taking a ruling that's making essentially 30, 40 million guns under a definition of short barrel rifle. Well, when you have 30, 40 million guns, that's called common use, folks. And you've just placed the very item that you're attempting to prohibit squarely under what is protected by Heller and McDonald and Bruin, and that is commonly possessed firearms. When they're in the millions and millions and possessed by Americans in such a way, then they're commonly possessed and they're protected by the Second Amendment. So in effect, ATF has hung itself by its own petard by creating this ridiculous interpretation of the old rule, banning these braces, whose design is simply that to make something more accurate and particularly to be of aid to wounded and disabled veterans and others. So the fight is on. But if you're in any of these jurisdictions, where action needs to be taken, please Take the appropriate action, because you don't want to become the test case. Meanwhile, make sure you belong to your state association. Make sure you belong to the Association of New Jersey Rifle and Pistol Clubs, easily found at anjrpc.org. Stand up for your rights and protect yourself and your future generation's rights. To have firearms and to not be victims but to be defenders. This is Evan and reminding you that gun laws don't protect honest citizens from criminals. They protect criminals from honest citizens.
1: Gun Lawyer is a counterthink media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Reach us by emailing Evan at gun.lawyer. The information and opinions in this broadcast do not constitute legal advice. Consult a licensed attorney in your state.